Welcome back to X1 Squared, where we discuss all things engineering, including challenges, tips, tools, diversity, and STEM. I'm your host, Carla Bright, and today we have a special guest, Ms. Caitlin Lichty. She's a mechanical engineer and STEM outreach guru and advocate. Welcome, Caitlin. We're so happy to have you today. Thanks, Carla. I'm really happy to be here. Good. So I know you've been busy the past few months, and so we want to really thank you for spending some time with us and talking to our audience. So what's been going on with you? A lot, actually. So I just took a new job within my company, moved from the Midwest to California. So that's been a big change. And I've also taken on a new role with the Society of Women Engineers. So it's been a very busy couple of last months for me, especially the last couple of weeks. Well, congratulations on everything. That's a big deal. To, you know, new job new city. <laughs> you have a lot of a lot of things to get into now. <laughs> Absolutely. It's a wonderful part of the country. Yes, that's good. Well, listen, let's just talk a little bit about, you know, your background as a mechanical engineer and share with our audience some things that, you know, will resonate with them, particularly female engineers mm -hmm. um, and those who are interested in STEM and diversity and those types of things. So, what piqued your interest in engineering in the first place and how'd you get started? Yeah, absolutely. It's a great question. And I think my story might be a little bit different than some other people's. So I went to a really small high school in rural Minnesota where we didn't have a lot of classes around engineering, STEM, or really anything to expose someone to that. So up until my junior year of high school, engineering really wasn't on my radar. I was looking at other careers that, you know, still had the math and science components, but engineering was far from being on my radar until one day when I was a junior in high school, I had my chemistry teacher come up to me and tell me about this exploring careers in engineering and physical sciences camp that was happening that summer at the University of Minnesota Twin Cities. So in Minneapolis, which was totally different than where I grew up. So I took his advice and ended up attending the camp with one of my really good friends from high school, John, and both of us ended up going into STEM fields because of it. It was an absolutely wonderful opportunity to meet professors, learn about engineering, and that's what really solidified my interest in going into engineering was actually experiencing what those careers were all about. Wow, what a great story. I love that. I really love that because, you know, a lot of people don't have those connections with professors and teachers, you know, to me that I think schools should really connect with. So I think having the small, you know, school, you attending the small school really gave you that benefit. Yeah, absolutely. My parents weren't in engineering. They weren't in even STEM fields or anything. And it's one of the things I love to tell students when I'm talking to them for outreach events is you don't have to have that background before you decide to go to college for it. It's okay. You'll learn and you'll work hard and get there. But it's awesome to have those people from different backgrounds at university studying engineering because their different perspective is really what makes engineering so great is all those different perspectives coming together to solve problems. Right. That's fantastic. And how long have you been in engineering? Caitlin? So not including my four years of undergrad, I've been in engineering professionally for about two and a half years, although I did have a couple of internships and co-ops, which are extended internships for uh, educational credit when I was in college as well. So nice. pretty new compared to most other people, though. That's okay. You you're, sound like you're making your way. Did you receive a promotion when you, when you got your new job, or was it a, sort of a lateral move? 
it's kind of a lateral move, which is one of the funny things about engineering is a lot of times the best next move is a lateral move just to learn more about your company, a different role, or really get your feet wet in a different area. So yeah, it was more of a lateral move, but with a totally different side of our business and with more responsibility actually too, which is awesome. Yeah, that's really great. That really will just, you know, your trajectory will be so, go so far. That's, that's outstanding. And then, so you said two and a half years you've been in engineering. While mm-hmm. you've been going through, you know, each area of the positions that you've held so far, have you experienced any issues with, you know, diversity as it may relate to your ability for promotions or your ability to speak up when you know the mm-hmm. right answer? Yeah, so I work in manufacturing and have for the majority of my internships and up until this point in my professional career, too. And manufacturing is known for being one of the less diverse uh, areas of engineering just because it tends to lag behind some of the other fields in engineering. But from what I've experienced, all the companies that I've talked to or have worked for are really trying to bridge that gap so that there is those opportunities. And they're really aware that their diversity is lacking. When I moved to California, the diversity here is absolutely outstanding compared to what it was in Iowa just because of the demographics available here. But I haven't noticed it actually impede promotions or anything. The companies are still trying to do their best to hire the right person. But it is one of those um, more of an internal battle for me. I've When I went to the University of Minnesota, it was a very diverse culture I was very used to knowing that I could speak up whenever where in manufacturing you sometimes get this feeling that oh I'm not qualified to be here or maybe it isn't my place to jump in and say something so that internal battle is always there but it's doing the little things on a day-to-day basis to try and build your confidence and make sure that even if you feel like you might not be the most qualified to realize that you're there for a reason and your company hired you to be there so it's okay to speak up Sometimes you're going to trip and fall a little bit, but it's how you get back up. That's really the important part. Right. Great advice. Absolutely great advice. And I know diversity and inclusion, you know, and STEM and now STEAM are really becoming very popular, um, you know, focuses on, on, from, from an organizational standpoint. And me as a recruiter in the engineering space, you know, that's really what I'm telling organizations that I work with, you know, all of my clients is that you really have to focus on you know, diversity and inclusion and ensuring that people have the right opportunities at the right time and that it's available to all. And I don't think it's too hard to do. And a lot of companies are really coming around to that, like you mentioned. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a lot of times it just takes showing them the benefits of diversity. It's not a numbers game of I need one person like this, one person like this. It's getting that those different perspectives, like I mentioned before, someone who maybe was a first generation college student or came from different financial background can add just as much of a different perspective as someone from a different culture. So it's really about having diversity on all fronts and making sure that you have a team that is going to bring different ideas to the table and not just be, okay, if so-and-so said this, so we're all going to agree with them. You want those people who are going to disagree and make the process or the company better. Absolutely. And that segues us into, you know, STEM and your work on with STEM and Sweden. Yeah, I know you were featured, I think, in a Seed uh, magazine, World's mm-hmm. 20 Under 30. Can you tell us more about that article and what, you know, what told about you? Yeah, absolutely. So I was featured in Seed World magazine's 20 Under 30. And Seed World magazine is basically the trade uh, magazine for the seed industry. So 
when you think of seeds, it's corn and soybean seeds or anything that a farmer would plant in their field or even to what you'd plant in your local garden. So it was an absolute honor to be featured in that, especially working for an agricultural company and being very close to working with seeds on a day-to-day basis. And the reason why I was chosen for that article was actually mostly around my outreach and education of my community of what agriculture is all about and how they can get involved and really spreading the word that agriculture is one of those industries that whether you really realize it or not, it affects every part of your life, whether it's the clothes you're wearing or the food that you ate, or sometimes even the fuel in your vehicle, it affects everyone's lives. And when people think agriculture, they usually think just farmers, but it's so much more than that. So I was really highlighted for that aspect of my career so far, as well as some of the work I've been doing for my company as well. That's great. Congratulations on that article. That's fantastic. Did you find a lot of more, a lot more people reached out to you, you know, to ask you additional questions about engineering from a female perspective from that article or how did it? Yeah, I had a couple of people from other companies sort of reach out to me and actually ask me how I went about doing outreach in my community and how to start that conversation since a lot of these uh, plants for seeds or companies that do agriculture are generally located in pretty rural areas because they're very close to the farmer. And I had these people reach out to me and ask how they get more engaged with their local schools or their local cities, et cetera. So I was more than happy to share how to get more involved in the community with outreach in that regard. That's great. That's fantastic. And I know you, as we talked about, you do a lot of work with SWE. Um, and then STEM. You want to talk a little bit about what you do with SWE? Yeah, absolutely. So pretty much ever since I started college and engineering, I joined SWE, which is Society of Women Engineers. And what SWE's mission is, is really to uplift women who are studying engineering, think they might want to study engineering, or who are already in the field. So as someone who came from a background of not really knowing anyone in engineering. It was a huge network for me to really rely on and ask questions to like, hey, are you having the same issue that I am? How do I deal with this? Not only technically, but those soft skills behind that as well. And a huge part of that for SWE is getting girls and boys when they're young interested in engineering. So ever since I graduated from college, I've really made it my mission to advocate for STEM and engineering in these more rural classrooms or maybe classrooms where similar to how I grew up, they just didn't have the resources to put towards teaching those classes. So um, through when I was in Iowa, I was our East Central Iowa sections outreach chair. So I went to different high schools, elementary schools, et cetera, and did sometimes it was experiments with the kids to get them more excited about engineering. Sometimes it was helping teachers develop lesson plans on how to teach a specific STEM topic. Oftentimes the teachers really want to teach STEM, but maybe it's not their, it's not in their wheelhouse. So they're afraid of saying something wrong or intimidated by the subject. So I helped to bridge that gap for them. And then also doing large outreach events in the community for underserved boys and girls, maybe from lower income families or people who just didn't have access to them and making sure that they were able to experience what engineering was. And now that I've moved to California, I've taken on the role for the Golden Gate section, which is around San Francisco, for that same sort of outreach chair. And then I've also, I am currently the entire society's outreach chair elect. So this year I'll kind of shadow the current outreach chair, and then next year I'll become the outreach chair. So really focusing on SWE's overall mission to get more girls and boys 
involved in engineering and supporting those who are already in engineering so we don't see the high turnover rate that we currently do. Right. I think that's fantastic. I mean, literally, you just landed in San Francisco, (laughs) and you're already placing yourself in these areas that you can already help people. I think it's fantastic. I like to joke that I'm a little addicted to outreach. It's amazing when you see these boys and girls who had never thought about engineering as a career path, and then you share their story with them, or you tell them about a specific type of engineering, and all of a sudden, their eyes get really big, and their face lights up, and you can tell that you've changed their life or you've opened up their mind to different experiences. And that's really the most um, beneficial part of outreach for me is knowing that I'm helping kids see different careers that they could go into, even if they don't end up going in engineering, just having that awareness that they can do whatever they want, if that's what they want to do. Absolutely. I just think it's fantastic. And so typically, what age range are you out doing the outreach for? Did you say was middle school or high school? So, yeah, it's anywhere from kindergarten through 12th grade, although I generally focus around the middle school age because they're the ones that are really starting to experiment with different concepts and sort of form what they want to do with the rest of their lives. But I'm also a resource for high school students who think they might want to go into engineering and are have just a bunch of questions that they want to ask before they apply to that college or make that decision to go into engineering for sure. Yes, that's great. That's a great overview, a great peek into your background. We really appreciate that. Um, So when we move to the next phase of our podcast here, I have several hot seat questions that I ask each of my guests. And now it's your turn. I hope you don't mind. No, absolutely. (laughs) I was ready as I'm going to be. Okay, here we go. Hot seat question number one. What is your biggest pet peeve? Oh, that's a great question. The funny thing is, so my biggest pet peeve is people who walk against the flow of traffic on sidewalks. So, you know, (laughs) if you're walking, walk to the right side, kind of like you would for traffic. Right. And the only reason why that's a pet peeve is because going to a bigger university I walked probably a mile and a half to each of my classes and I never left enough time to get to my class. So I always needed to make sure I was going as fast as possible. And the people who walked against the floor were the people that slowed me down getting me to my engineering classes. I love that. You've got to be a good driver then, Caitlin. Tell me you are. I will say I am, but other people (laughs) might disagree. (laughs) Okay. That's fair. Okay. So hot seat question number two, what is your favorite part of your day? So I'd say my favorite part of my day is I have a German Shepherd puppy. So coming home to her and just seeing the unconditional love and excitement that I'm home can be the worst day at work or maybe I'm totally exhausted. Seeing her so excited always makes my day so much better. Oh, that's great. Oh, sweet. I love doggies. And then hot seat question number three, what is your favorite engineering tool? Huh. Does Google count? Because I live off of Google. Like, I don't know how people did engineering before Google, whether it's unit <laughs> conversions, looking things up really quick. But right. so I'd say Google, but my scientific calculator is pretty close to second place behind Google. Okay, that's fair. That's good. I love Google, too. I think I'm on Google quite a bit. So that's probably my favorite tool as well. And then hot seat question number four, and the final question is, would you go to the theater or rather Netflix at home? 
I'm more of a Netflix at home person. I like curling up on the couch with my dog and just watching whatever I want. And it's a little less effort too than going out to the theater. Yeah, I'm the same way. I'd rather be at home and than busy theater, especially as like it's a, like a a new movie coming out. Mm-hmm. You know, I just don't want to fight the crowd. I'll just wait for it. <laughs> I'll wait for it later. Absolutely. So, Caitlin, how can those interested in STEM or SWE connect with you? Or yeah, with those so you organizations? Can, yeah, absolutely. So you can connect with me in a variety of ways. I am on LinkedIn. So it's just Caitlin Lichty. And then um, you can also email me if that is easier for you. It's just Caitlin.Lichty at gmail.com. And you can also find my profile on two different engineering sites. It's FabFems and engineergirl.org. Both of those are readily accessible and you can look me up on them and that has my contact information as well. Great. And they're both great resources for those of you who are still struggling with either diversity, inclusion, or just an overall idea of what you want to do in engineering or if you even want to go into engineering for those of you listening. Please visit those sites and you'll learn a lot. Absolutely. And reach out to Caitlin. She's a great resource as you can hear. So Caitlin, we want to thank you so much for joining us today and giving us, like I said, a peek inside your life as an engineer and your sweet advocacy and outreach. We really appreciate your time. And hopefully we have you back on the show again when you come back on. Yeah, absolutely. I am at your disposal, disposal, Carla. Thank you so much, Caitlin. Thank you all so much for listening to X1 Squared, where we talk about all things engineering.